Street Fighters, welcome to the show. It's that time of the night. Time for your street fight. Wednesday here, 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's not always set when we'll start, but around this time. So if you want to come watch the live stream, that's available on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. You can jump in the chat, talk to everybody uh, that's watching the show along with us, or just listen as a podcast. That's fine. That's how we got started. That's how we make our bread and butter. Uh, Just remember to subscribe and rate and review and give all the free stuff that you can uh put it send it in our direction and if you're an amazon prime subscriber you can head to twitch.tv slash radio you get one free prime subscription every single month so if you can use it to subscribe to the street fight twitch even if you never watch us there it'll give us like four dollars or something so consider that it's another it's a free way to support the show uh, we also have the donation option. It's really not donation. You're paying for something. You get our zine. You get uh, bonus videos. And you get bonus audio like Shocktober 2 and March Madness and Holy Boys and all of that by heading over to patreon.com slash streetfightradio uh, where you can do that. It helps us out. It keeps this thing going. It keeps this little family family business running, helping us stay afloat. Um, so that we can do cool stuff instead of, you know, punching a clock. Uncool stuff, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and that is all, I think. We got, oh, we still got the uh, pre-order for t-shirts. Uh, we're raising money for Prison Health News, and we have a kids t-shirt available. If you use the discount code KIDST, they're 10 bucks. Get as many as you want. As long as you buy an adult tee, they're 10 bucks. if you use the promo code KIDST. So if you got five kids, they're 10 bucks a piece, as long as you buy one for yourself. Uh, that's at store.streetfightradio.com. And it's a great shirt. I love it. It's good design. The long sleeve is just has print on one side, which I feel like is a bold statement. Very interesting, uh, decision and will, will get you a lot of compliments. So please get fresh. Go to store.streetfightradio.com. Oh, what a day. You know, we got some sad news in the, uh, we got some sad news out there. Uh, man, cow, he's coming off the radio, man. And, uh, as we all know, my job is man cow. So, uh, uh, I'm really sad, you know, it's yeah. really an, I will re I will remember you. Well, somebody posted, you're not in the, you're not on Facebook anymore, but somebody posted in the group that they like the man cow prank song. Which one? The. Oh, that jam on the Dickies call? Yeah, whatever that like little fucking get down, that little boogie with the 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 phone ringing. I like that song too. I go Okay. I think of that fucking phone ringing before he says, "Hey, is this a uh, Dickies?" Is this, hey, is this a Dickies? Dick, is this Dickies? So, Man Cow is leaving WLS, which is his current home. I, I read the interview today. Um, I was shocked with the uh, popularity and success and money that has passed through uh, Mr. Man Cow's hands. 
That's true. That's true. Let's uh, uh, let's take a look. This is from Robert Fetter. He's been doing Chicago media criticism since 1980. So he's been there for all of Eric Mueller's career. Okay. Uh, the, the man cow uh, saying he was tired of doing radio without joy during a pandemic. Eric Mancow Muller is leaving WLS 890 AM after two years as morning host. His last day on the Cumulus Media News Talk Station will be November 25th. I'll be listening. I don't know. You hear a sign off? I will be. I will. I probably won't listen live. I, what I'll probably do is get the podcast that day. The, the Man Cow podcast, which I have no doubt in my mind will sound like every other Man Cow podcast, except he'll be sadder on sure. that one. He'll be like, well, I, uh, I got to I gotta hit the road here. Uh, it's no fun doing uh, radio anymore. So uh, uh, I can't. Yeah, yeah, I gotta do ra- I gotta do radio. So I thought what we would do is maybe we could listen to this hard copy interview he did. Okay, and uh, we just have a little fun with Man Cow, you know. And then I'll talk about what I think happened. Well, I- I'll talk about that now. I ain't got fired, really. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I, I don't believe radio guys at all. We'll never, we'll never sit around and believe a radio guy. You know, makes sense. I think. This guy's got shit ratings. Nobody gives a shit about him, you know? And uh, the radio station was like, look, you got to go. You know, you got to think about what else is on the radio station when you when you think about something like this. And, And even though he's a piece of garbage, Rush Limbaugh is on that station, you know? And when you know if you know anything about like. AM radio specifically, Rush Limbaugh is like a titan of radio. He is huge. People listen to the shit out of Rush Limbaugh. You know what I mean? He gets high ratings every day. And, uh, uh, you know, right wing radio still does really well with old guys that sit in their garage all day and drink NA beer until six o'clock when they can switch over to the full stuff. So (laughs) it's like those people still listen to the radio. You're still able to sell ad spots for stuff. Man cow is like a different thing though. He's a shock jock. He, he doesn't, the commercials that people buy on his show are not the same as the commercials you buy on Rush Limbaugh. You know, they sell grape juice on Rush Limbaugh. You know, not going to sell grape juice on the Man Cow Morning Madhouse, which is not what he calls his show anymore. But that's what I call his show. And I'll never stop calling it that. I love it. Um, yeah. You wish we would have named Street Fight the Street Fight Madhouse. Yeah. Because you couldn't call it the Street Fight Morning Madhouse because we're not in the morning. And you wouldn't want to call it the Street Time. Because Opie had a show called Opie's Late Night Attitude, which... Because that was he was on at night. Yeah. So we could have called it the Street Fight Late Night Attitude too. But uh That flows uh, better than the other one. You don't want to have like a a, a a daytime on your on your show anymore. It's really truly a lost art, you know. Uh so let's just we we've rarely brought Man Cow to We've rarely brought Man Cow. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, flub it. Two flubs. Flub it. Uh, we've rarely ever flub brought it, Man it, Cow. <laughs> we've rarely ever brought Man Cow to the main feed. He is a, a purely a Shocktober phenomenon. We've only brought him here one other time. And uh, uh, that chat is eating up that flub. 
They don't like that they flub. Love, they just are talking they about the it. flub. I just, to let you know, while you were doing the intro to this thing, I was trying to figure out which man cow clip to play. Uh-huh. And I was like, if I could click on this and then hit the sound off button uh-huh. right now, we'd be all set. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I could open up any file I want yeah, and the sound would be off. And I could have actually even done it down in the bottom corner. The sound. Sure. Could have done that. Could have had it open before we started the podcast. Yeah. But we only had a few. We only did a few minutes between shows. So. I guess if you're going for speed, space bar is the one I would have went to. That's that will stop it. If you just hit the space bar. Yeah, I should do that. I should. Or K really on on YouTube. The K button is the play and pause button. Really? I could have sat here with K. Yeah. Yeah, K. You hit K. You got the you got the uh, button here. So uh, hard copy for people who who uh, uh, don't know was a tabloid show that used to be on TV. See, back in the day when I was a youngster, TV happened all day, right? And like, no, they just cut it off, didn't they? No, not during the day. Not from like. Oh yeah, during- five a.m. to like it was like five a.m. to like three in the morning. There used to be that weird thing where they would sign off at the end of the night, though, right? Yeah, that was just goofy times. We're, like, like that's back when things used to close, right? You know, right? And back before they figured out you could just sell half-hour commercials all night, <laughs> where you yeah. probably make more money than running programming. Yeah, oh, maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, but uh, uh, probably not. I don't think. I bet you do. If you ran programming at 2 a.m., you wouldn't make as much, but it's 2 a.m., so the programming, the paid programming probably costs a little less. It's better to get paid to sell the Magic Pool instead. Yeah, better than running shows at 2 a.m., but not better than running shows at 8 p.m. Sure, sure. Yes, yes. Yeah, Agreed. that's what I'm saying. Agreed. So let's look at... Hard Copy came on at like 7 p.m. It was a show that I watched... Weirdly, I remember it. Um, I don't think I, I never signed up for it, but I've definitely sat in front of a lot of it. Was talking about this with my wife actually the other day about how, like, when you were a kid, you would watch because you didn't have the recording technology that you do now, the DVR stuff, you would watch really odd things. And I would watch Entertainment Tonight every day that's how i have like a weird photographic memory of pop culture history for yeah. <laughs> like the whole period i was growing up because you're like oh hold, hold up hold up, hold up. there's a there's a bunch of new entertainment news <laughs> yeah, I, can. oh, I can't leave the the living room if i leave i'm gonna miss this entertainment news that's coming my way dude you don't know how much i hated the news i was like the news fucking sucks but this news about tom cruise really hits me in the heart you know yeah mtv news blew my fucking i was news. just so excited about mtv news that was the real news how how do you listen to that megadeth song now i love it it's a weird one because it's hard to it's hard for me to hear that without thinking mtv news you know and I it's t- also odd that mtv chose a megadeth song when they didn't really give megadeth a ton of support yeah um, I, I, I love it. I think that it's like, I think that the song is so much better than MTV news. <laughs> That's probably true, but yeah. it's like if they used a Megadeth song in a commercial now. 
Yeah. You know, it just feels like the song's I, harder to listen to now. I read Dave Mustaine's autobiography, and that guy wanted his stuff to be in front of the most thing as most people as possible. So I see that as like a big win. Like I root as I don't I root for that guy in a way where like he just wanted people to hear how good a guitar he was. <laughs> <laughs> By right. any means possible. Let's check out some hard copy. Uh, so we can just look back fondly on the man cow, the man who is leaving radio, who there's no way he's leaving the public eye. Uh, uh, he is making it sound like he may run for office, governor or mayor of yeah. Chicago. Yeah, he's, he's saying that there's offers. There's not. That's another thing I need to tell you. No offers. I get, he is saying there's offers because that's the old school show business move yeah. is to say, I'm getting a lot of offers to do this thing, but like, he's not getting the offers to yeah. do. Yeah. I thing. mean, I know how to do that. I mean, we know how to do the, we know how to, to, to lie about, you know, your credentials. Like we say we're on, we're community radio. We're on FM radio stations. You know? <laughs> what a, what, if we're at a cookout and one of my buddies says, uh, man, you guys should actually like try to do the real deal thing. You should try to get into politics. I'd go on any news network and say, people are just trying to push me into politics all the time. Yeah. So this is about. This is this is when Mankow was truly on top. This is 1995. Okay. This is when he was at war with Howard Stern. Okay. Wow. So wow. he was going toe to toe with the big man that he ended up losing to. But this is before he knew he was going to lose to Howard Stern. Okay. So here we go. A little history. August 23rd, 1995. Ooh. This is hard copy. Right on. Good evening, I'm Barry Nolan. And I'm Terry They Mur treated it like the real news, too. Like, they had, like, the... They, they had the green screen in the background with all the people moving around with TVs I mean, in front of them and, like, acting like they're working. 1995, it wasn't as green screen. It was probably just people pretending that they're moving papers around. Or they may actually be working, maybe? They have a really good background. It's just people, sh papers getting shuffled from side to side. Lots of folks in business shirts hurriedly scurrying from from one room to the one, <laughs> one computer to the next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at the newest results. What are the celebs doing? There's who who like, got the newest DUI? There's like a balcony area where you can see yeah. maybe thirty TVs. Like what is on those on, TVs? Production crew is up top. <laughs> yeah. What's on any of those TVs? <laughs> Folks, we're very serious about our entertainment news, and that's why we give you behind-the-scenes look. It's like an open kitchen concept. I know. They're treating this like real news, but it's it, they're talking about man-cow. You know? <laughs> no, I know. They're, they just are about, they're about to tell us uh, about uh, Nicole Kidman or something. <laughs> Two DJs in a fight is what, what they're yeah. talking about. Murphy, thanks for joining us. Hold on to your hats. Howard Stern is at war again. Ooh. And this time, he's taken on a Windy City DJ named Mancow. Both have but Mancow isn't both a... Both have crazy. circular glasses. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're a DJ, you have to wear glasses in the studio. Now, the Mancow glasses confused me, though. And I'll tell you why the Mancow glasses confused me. Is because he's not on TV. Like, Howard Stern's on TV. He wears the glasses because he feels like his eyes look like pinpricks. And uh, he's he was on television. So he wore the sunglasses because he wanted to look cool on television. Man Cow, on the other hand, not on television. 
Just wore the glasses. I think, I mean, I think sunglasses are a very easy go-to for somebody scrambling for coolness. Yeah. Cool guy. Look, I want to get some sunglasses. I, I've been thinking about it, but I wear a hat, so you can't have both. I, about I think I, had, I just had enough, like, confidence to be like, if you're wearing sunglasses indoors, man, something's fucking wrong with you. Yeah. I mean, I think it's not people. medical, you know, it's just like, what are you, are you a fake vampire? Or You have to be a celebrity to do it. You can't, unless you're a celebrity... You can't do sunglasses indoors. No. That's for sure. Doesn't no. make sense. Be bullied. And as Doug Bruckner reports, the battle of the big mouths has now come to blows. Here we go. He is a sick, twisted individual. <laughs> Righteous man cow. <laughs> yeah, we found Ground Christian, which you've covered extensively, and I still don't understand because Shock Jock to me is someone like devoid of moral compass, but he is very strictly anti-Satan and anti-demon. I mean, nobody's ever been more scared of uh, Satan than Man Cow. That is for sure. Like, he is yeah. terrified. Listen, Hitler was popular, but his time was over. John Wayne Gacy was a popular clown with the kiddies. Howard Stern's time is over. John Wayne Gacy, I don't know. I don't know if there's ever been a clown that was popular with the kids. Bozo? <laughs> he's convicted. Yes. Okay, there you go. That's, That's from his hometown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Wayne Gacy, though. Do you think he was popular with the kids? No. No. I bet it was odd every time. And he also said Hitler's time is over. Like, he's comparing Howard Stern to John Wayne Gacy and Hitler. He's great. And now he's saying, it's my time. I'm the next. Uh, I take over. I'm the next Hitler. I'm the next John Wayne Gacy. I'm the next Howard Stern. <laughs> I'm so right in here. You are a loser. Look at the race. Still polo tucked into his pants. He <laughs> called somebody a loser. He's got a polo tucked into his jeans. It's Stuttering John he's yelling at. Oh. He called Stuttering John a loser. We for a fight after that Tyson McNeely fiasco? Well, have we got a match for you. He said, You can kiss my white fat ass, is what he said. But uh, he was yelling at Stuttering John, man cow, and then he threw the mic down. He he did a mic drop in 1995. Yeah. So it's a no holds barred radio rumble. In one corner, the self-proclaimed king of all media. He looks like Ozzy Osbourne. Howard Stern looks like Ozzy Osbourne. A little bit, a little bit. He's got the copy in. Well, I found out about his fashion. That like he he hired a fashion guy, D. Snyder, helped find like D. Snyder and his wife helped him find clothes. At first, like that's how they got him to dress because D. Snyder was like, "Look, you're a rock and roll type DJ. You should look like a rock and roll type of guy." You know. Yeah. So then they bought him some clothes. Then he hired Ralph, who's the guy that does it. And now he's just getting clothes straight from John Varvatos. Well, that's a good, yeah, that's the, what you want. That's again, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's the way to be, I guess. Yeah. But at this time, kind of just looking like, uh, Gary Oldman vampire type shit. Yeah. It's cool. Hey, look, the guy is a DJ. It's hard, man, because like, I don't look cool and, and everybody knows I do everything I can to look, try. You know, I try super hard. Yeah. If I had a bunch of money, I'd be able to pull it off for sure. You could just look like yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I could. I could. What? I could look like whoever. Yeah. On the other side of the ring, Chicago DJ, Man Cow Muller. He's a tired old man whose career is over, and he has to stoop to these kind of tactics. He's 
got no bass in his voice. I know. Like, what is that? Like, that guy is not standing on anything. Mike is like, oh, okay. he's a tired old man whose days man. are over. This was 1995. His, his days are over. Yeah. It's like, uh, excuse me? Speak up. Man Cow's probably being forced off of a fucking top 50 radio station right now. <laughs> and saying that he might run for office. Howard Stern's negotiating another $500 million radio deal. <laughs> A sick, twisted, pathetic old man. Round one, Howard moving in on Mancow's Windy City territory. Radio smoking as vicious insults pass between the two. Thought you didn't know anything about me. How do you know I'm close with my dad? Oh, you're the king of all media, you You suck! You lie about how much money you make! But how much money do you make? He came in. What is that? That's Mancow. That's really bad radio. That's bad beefing. He's Mancow. That's Mancow. That's, he's, you're lying, man. You're lying. You don't make all that money. <laughs> you don't make any money. Like that's not even. Uh, it just it's it, that's man cow though. That's he sucks at everything. There's nothing he's good at. Uh, yeah, he, Bernard Zanders with the Z in the uh, chat said it perfectly. Too emotional. Yeah, just too far gone. Just being like, you're not making money. You're not even real. No one likes you. It's yeah. Like, no, you're not. You don't have an accurate understanding of the environment right now. I know. I know. He's That's fucking, the thing. He's Goliath, man. You're David. I know. You have to treat it like that. He fucking you have to played. Say, you get too much money. Yes, he played the feud so fucking wrong. You're exactly right. He should have been fucking David against Howard Stern's Goliath, but instead he tried to be Goliath versus Goliath, and it rings false to anybody that's outside of Chicago, and probably everybody in Chicago, too. If you think about it, you know, the guy had already written a book that was number one on the New York Times bestseller list. He's got a movie coming. He's got all this shit. How is he the, how are you trying to be exactly like him? To my turf and started to insult me. And Chicago doesn't like him. Chicago hates him. So he can't beat me. Now's Rock 103. But hold your horses, <laughs> man cow. You didn't expect a mouth-to-mouth confrontation at this peaceful radio forum. To man cow, a 27-year-old punk. This is stuttering John. To not say that John. he's been influenced by... You know, the most innovative guy in radio is a lie. It's, a, it's an outright lie, and he knows he's lying, and that's I why he's going to lose. I love Everyone radio knows wars. Howard Stern specializes in public humiliation. So planted in the crowd, this pit bull reporter, stuttering John Melendez, a man with a reputation for crossing the line. I got there, and it was just like an anti-Howard, you know, rally. And I started asking my questions to a not very, uh, you know, receptive audience. But the verbal assault became so intense between the two, conference members called extra security. John had and his then, own mic, didn't he? Yeah. Things got out of control. I got Howard on the on the cellular telephone, and, and I gave it to Manco. I said, here, speak to Howard now, you know? Yeah, 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 I'll talk to him, sure. Bam! Mancow went ballistic and stormed out of the lecture oh, with loser. Suddenly, John sound tried to handle hand him a cell phone that was the size of about four decks of cards held together. That's true. And uh, he slammed it on the ground. Loser. He's a loser for that. That's a loser ass move. Is it? Yeah. You get on the phone. You talk. Why? Because they weren't on the air. It doesn't. Because they are oh, on yeah, the air at the no same way, no, time. That's true. You get on the phone with the guy. You know. Why not? 
I think breaking people's stuff is cool. It's also a loser thing to do a radio forum. Like for a guy that big, you're supposed to turn everything down. You yeah. know, you're not supposed to be sitting on a radio forum with your shirt tucked in. Yeah, that's that true. Be- I guess if I ever, if yeah, if I ever had the, my enemy on the phone, I would just say the craziest shit in the world. Yeah, I would unload it. Who cares? New York. Poor John had to face all an right, angry right, mob. You're right, Chad. The chat agrees. Throwing the phone, it shows you're too scared to talk. Loser move. Loser move. Chicago fans alone. All these radio people surround me and start yelling at me. Before I knew it, some guys. These are the real ra- I wish we got into radio wars like this. At one point, like I was this. like, wow, you know, this radio war is going to now come you to. You deserve it, man. Yeah, well, that. He- you go up into someone else's spot like that and try to cause trouble and you get your ass whooped. That's fine. I don't think anything horrible should happen to you, but if someone roughs you up to get you the fuck out of there, you deserved every cent. We've okay. always been for that, though, yeah, to be I, fair. We've always pro. been for if you get your ass whooped, then you got your ass If whooped. you did it, you earned it, man. Yeah, yeah. People don't beat people up. People don't just start throwing people on the ground for, for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're almost through this, and then... Everyone wants us to go on to feud man count now. Oh, I would do anything to feud Should we tell him he count. has too much money and try to get him on the phone? No, we wouldn't tell him that. We would do actual... I've been insulting him for two years, so if he wanted to... <laughs> he should know by now. <laughs> I think some of the guys know, you know? Like, I know Anthony, one of Anthony's uh, producers has heard the show. I know I know. Bubba obviously probably knows about it now that his old co-host was on it. So October? Yeah. yeah. At one point, I was like, wow, you know, this radio war is going to now come to the fisticuffs with people who are, who are not even involved. Fisticuffs. You guys, you guys seeing this? This radio shit became street shit. That's cool. The Stern Camp's furious. They vowed to silence this cow's move What can you do? But man cow shows no sign of tipping over okay. yet. This guy didn't have the guts to face me. He, he had to send a loser to come against me. We'll see, you know, how much of a loser I am when when we go up in, into Chicago and when we're number one, you know, and we God, kick his. I, I, well, that has yet to be proven. Uh, Meantime, fans anxiously await what thrills the next round will bring. He's gonna lose, and he's gonna lose big time. And I just, you know, uh, I just hope he doesn't commit suicide after that. No, <laughs> I am John, unstoppable. I am the Terminator, and I have one mission: that is to destroy him. Man, Kyle, we'll miss you, is what I came here to say. Howard's a babe. He looks like a messiah. He the, does. The long-ass hair, he's showing so much chest, and he's got, like, some natural shell necklace on or something. Yeah. He's really going for some sort of, like, uh, fucking Jim Morrison thing. Yeah. I mean, we'll miss you, Mad Cow. I'm Mad sure Cal. you'll be around. Yeah, I mean. If he, I, I've made this promise, by the way, if Mad Cow runs for the for office i will do a man cow news show on the patreon yeah like i will i will cover every step of his campaign and i will show up to any press conferences that he does all right that's a guarantee you <laughs> it's only more- chicago it's six six yeah. hours away what shocktober is, is done it's if you want to hear more of this uh you hear more uh man cow content it's in shocktober one and two yeah there's one episode in each one, and they're both very funny and fun. And uh, I just had to cover that because Shocktober was over. Let's look at a couple scams, Brett. Good Some ones. scams. Uh, this one I think is great. 
Okay. I'm going to tell you. Uh, this is a top level one. It, there's a certain thing we're going to need to get in order to pull this one off. Okay. In Knoxville, Tennessee, an Indiana man who conned a Pigeon Forge hotel into giving him thousands of dollars in discounts uh, as he posed as a U.S. Marshal, complete with fake badge, has pleaded guilty to impersonating a law enforcement officer. Well, not not fake, replica. A suspicious hotel manager partnered with the real U.S. Marshals to bust him, according to court records. Anthony Taylor entered a guilty plea in U.S. District Court for years of tricking Spring Hill Suites hotel desk clerks. The plea agreement explains he received at least 10 desk discounts over a five-year period, totaling 2950 okay. bucks. Well, now we've got a big-ass problem here. What? I mean, it's $3,000 at a hotel that is just letting you pay to be in their space. Yeah, and like it's, it's all cheap. there. They're paying for the heat and the water. They're paying like you're just paying to be in their space. Yeah, and it's not an expensive. It's first of all, it's a conglomerate hotel. Spring Hill Suites yes. is a Marriott owned hotel. Right. So 3k is like mm, no money. Nothing. Nothing. If, if, Nothing at all. They yeah. lose that all the time. Accidentally, someone does something wrong on a spreadsheet and they just fucking lose that. Uh, the other thing is... Oh, listen. I, I gotta say, as a scammer, you know, uh, just... You learn that you can't go back to the same well. Like, you need to figure out how to take this on the road. Right? Like, you could travel the whole country for the rest of your life with a, a replica bag badge and be a U.S. Marshal in 50 fucking states and see a baseball game wherever you go. Uh, but once you start going back to the same place and, like, oh, I'm doing more undercover work. I need a, a, a free room tonight for me and, you know, a girlfriend or something. Or or I, I, need, I, I need that that room service, like... Can I, can I, I'm going to just charge it to the company. The company is the, the fucking United States government, just so you know. The defendant always paid in cash and on more than one occasion told the desk clerk collecting the payment to wash her hands after handling the money as it was con- confiscated drug money he had received as bonuses okay. for busts. Okay. No. <laughs> no. This guy He's, was doing a show for yeah, her. <laughs> yes. You made it into a performance now. Hey. I know you don't get a lot of people like me coming in here, but I just did a bust, a huge heroin bust. I got all this cash. I got to stay for the night. I'm a marshal. <laughs> it's so cool, though. It's I know. Such a, it's stealing valor to get to really get something. It's just, you know? it's living, it's getting a taste of a life that he dreams of. Yeah. Like, he lives in Indiana. CBD is illegal, right? He, he can't do anything, but he just drives over the border, shows up with cash, and he He's like, I just killed a hundred mafiosos in a warehouse downtown. I need a place to rest my head. You know, like he's going in there with war stories every time. Staining the money with like fake blood would be like a fucking move. Trying to hide it. I pulled this out of a out of a dead gangster's hand. He's got like he's got a wallet filled with all kinds of fake IDs. He made fake IDs <laughs> with like different mustaches and and hairstyles so that he could just disappear at a moment's notice. Man, why this guy's just a costume guy, man? Yeah, he just wants to fucking have a time. Coleman wrote in court records that Taylor had visited the hotel on at least ten different occasions. <laughs> 
from 2014 to April 2019. Each time, she wrote, he flashed badge and claimed to be deputy U.S. marshal entitled to discounts offered government employees. Dude, this- whole milk 69 in the chat. Best comment. The desk clerks pocketed the cash. Oh, maybe. I, I mean, someone comes in with $100 and says they're a U.S. marshal and they need to sleep. You just let them go to a room and then they disappear, you know? Well, that's a great, that's a good one to like, just wash your hands of. When Taylor made a reservation for an April 2019 visit, a hotel manager decided to check with the U.S. Marshal Service to verify Taylor's employment. When Taylor and his wife, who stayed behind in a couple's car, arrived for the, that visit, two deputy U.S. Marshals in plain clothes were waiting in the lobby, Coleman wrote, yeah. which oh. is, he, he, oh, he brought his wife, which is, he, I wonder if he told his wife he was pulling the scam. Number one. Who knows, man? The, the people compartmentalize. This is like such a weird. It's 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 harmless, you know. It's someone having a an episode, but it's a harmless thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like who do, who does this affect? No, except for somebody, the one person that tried to stay at this hotel in the middle of the night and it was all the way full. Like that's the only person that harms. If you're scamming somebody and i'm i'm just gonna say this as somebody who has stayed in a lot of hotels now hotel clerks are not the people to scam they're hard. they're 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 hard ass they'll kick you on the streets yeah every they single say you're one. not allowed to be in this lobby <laughs> sir sir our transaction is completed you need to exit the lobby in the premises <laughs> you your your card was declined too many times yeah, yeah they don't give a fuck you're right it, it is they are the they are the scare, one of the scariest ones. Like you just flew in from, a, you're not at home and all that has to happen is this card has to run and this person lets you in and you have no idea what's happening next. Yeah. I, I mean, we stayed in hotels with a discount for the, for five years basically as we toured and like, uh, uh, every time I thought they were going to, not give it to us every single time i thought they're not going to give us this room there's no fucking way and you know most of the time they did but it was always like trick it felt like you were pulling a trick on them and yeah i don't have the money for this (laughs) why would you let me stay here you pull into a really nice one i remember the hotel we stayed at uh uh when we went to the uh juggalo march and was oh, yeah. just like, oh my god, I should, I shouldn't be here. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, I live like a slob. In this yeah, place. yeah. Or the one in California, the last one we stayed in in Redondo Beach, California, was like, holy shit. And they let us right in, but you just don't know if they you don't you're really rolling the dice whether you're going to get a clerk that like says something wild and says you can't stay in the room or says oh you know actually i have to re i have to like hold fifty thousand yeah. dollars on your credit card for you to be able to stay in this place yeah you're like oh i, I thought the website said it was 219 they're like yeah we offer uh, we authorize for three times the amount and you're like uh, ah i just i wouldn't want- came if you would have said that before the real U.S. Marshals approached Taylor, identified themselves, and asked Taylor if they could speak to him, she wrote. Taylor agreed. The interview was extremely brief, literally seconds. Taylor was asked one question. Why are you telling the ho- hotel employees that are you are a deputy U.S. Marshal? To which the defendant replied, I was doing it to get the government discount. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... So- once again, this is another situation where somebody just needed fifty dollars. 
Yeah. This guy's like, badass, though, because the two U.S. Marshals went out. So Taylor was then read his Miranda rights and shown the Miranda waiver form for his signature, which he acknowledged, but then refused to speak with the Marshals. The two deputy Marshals then went outside to try to interview Taylor's wife, who was still sitting in the couple's vehicle. Taylor ran out of the hotel and instructed his wife not to speak with the Marshals. <laughs> so... <laughs> He was just. He knows how to hack the system. Yeah, yeah, he knows yeah. The rules, man. It's sad. I I hope he doesn't get a bunch of time. You know, I mean, he, stealing valor for a hotel discount. It's like who can who could blame? How can you be mad at that? I I don't think anybody. I think the marshal should have been like, "That's smart what you did and, there." You and, know, right? And especially if you're coming in and you're doing an act. It's not like you're just like, hey, give, I'm a fucking U.S. Marshal. Give me money off. Yeah, you're putting on you're, a show. You're coming in beleaguered. You know, you're like wary from the road. You just, you're like, there was about to be a chemical warfare attack just two miles down the road. He I was, stopped the whole thing. <laughs> he was also going to drive the car around park in a spot and then let his wife in a back door probably oh yeah yeah because he can't have her staying with him no and pigeon forge is a really funny place to pick because it's a tourist (laughs) area you know pigeon forge isn't that uh that's a dolly's place right yeah that's where we fucking went yeah that's smoky mountain He went to. He was going to Dolly World. Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, the only thing in Pigeon Forge is like those pancake houses that charge you twenty one ninety five all you can eat. Ripley's, believe it or not. Yeah, there's. I would have Mine Coaster, where somebody says like, "Hooey, sure is a good day for a mine ride." I would assume, and this is just a guess. You're playing some. There's an ad playing. The pandemic. Oh, what the hell? On flying. Flub. 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 That's not a flub. That's an ad playing on the dumb website I ended up Flubbed on. me up. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, uh, this next one. Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge is a bad choice. Seaverville. I, I ripped off those bastards in Seaverville for $30,000. $3,000. Sorry. It's just a lack of imagination of this guy that he knew this fucking badass scam. And he stayed in a, first of all, a mid-level, a mid-tier hotel. Somebody asked Spring Hill Suites. I looked it up at Easton in Columbus, Ohio. $93 a yeah. night. Mid-tier hotel in, in a mid-tier tourist city. They're probably still pretty dicey with uh, Continental Breakfast at that point. Yeah, no, it, Spring Hill is is like uh, uh, under courtyard. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't. I mean, you're really smart move. I mean, you you got to pick those lowly marks, I guess. But he just kept going back. He just kept. He thought he had worked them over. He got too lazy. And that's the thing is like you think crime is like uh, you know an, a quick ticket, but it's just as much a sales position. It's just as much finding new territory to work. You can't go back to the same clients. You can't just you know it's not that easy to do crime. Well, they probably also were like. You know, there aren't a lot of deputy U.S. marshals staying at this hotel throughout the year. Sure. I don't. It's it's a moment. I, I, it's one of those ones where if someone says it to me, if you're a desk clerk, it's going to happen once in your, your employment history. Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to come in and say, I get a special government discount. It's covered by the government. There's a lot of paperwork and red tape. And you're like, I, uh, fine, fine, whatever. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just going to put the cash in my pocket. I'm going to give you a key and then you'll be gone and my we don't have to worry about it, you know? Yeah. But 
you have to know that at some point they're going to contact the government. Right. You have to know. Right. Once, you have to know. You're you're, like, <laughs> I think your point at the beginning where it's like a one-time thing, this is a one-time scam. And there's so many hotels. I know. This is a place where there is a hotel next to a hotel. There are uh, entire city blocks of hotels in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Yeah. This is a high tourist area. You could run through. You could spend the rest of your life staying at every hotel in fucking Seaverville and fucking Pigeon Forge or whatever it is. You don't. You go somewhere else. Maybe go somewhere else on a trip, too. That's got to be one of the. Cru- if if You know what? If COVID wasn't happening, I wouldn't have gone to Pigeon Forge. <laughs> you know? Like, if COVID wasn't happening, that place would have been hell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was I was interested, but I also didn't think it was just going to be like going to Myrtle Beach at the mountains. Yeah, that's what it ended up being. We were Myrtle, there, Myrtle Beach at the mountains. We were there because you could go to a cabin and hang out there for the whole weekend and look at mountains, and it would be beautiful. We weren't there to do tourist stuff. If you could do tourist stuff, we would have gone somewhere else where you could do fun tourist stuff. Uh, the next one is. Uh, uh, I wonder if he does he get like zipline stuff? He's like, hey, uh, I'm working for the, I'm a U.S. Marshal. I just had this really tough case. I really want to go on the zipline. Someone down at the bottom of the hill robbed a bank. <laughs> I need to get. <laughs> I gotta get to the bottom of this mountain. <laughs> Someone's life depends on it. You gotta let me on the mine ride for free. <laughs> I didn't bring my coupon. I had it, ready to go. But it's a matter of national security. Where did he get the badge? Oh, online, eBay, fucking Wish. pawn shop. Wish, yeah. They're, I, I mean, the fake badge, you, the, the, the patter, you know, like magicians have a patter, the way that they sell the trick. You, you have your gimmick. You just got to sell it. Like he had it down, but just once again, got too lazy. I mean, he sounds like, to me, it sounds like he came in like a movie cop, by the way. He yeah. probably had it in the thing, the the uh leather the leather wallet. And he probably flipper. flipped it open and was like, There's this 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 dollar bill was floating around in two kilos of cocaine earlier. Clean your hands, you don't want to get high off of it, okay? <laughs> I just busted a high level hippie psychedelics ring. Sometimes if you you might want to put gloves on before you touch this money or you'll trip for nineteen hours straight. <laughs> Fucking hippie crack, man. It's all through, all through Dolly land, man. Dollywood is rife with hippie crack. People just going off on goofballs and nitrous. Fucking disgusting. I gotta wonder what the crime rate is in Pigeon Forge. I mean, it's probably all drunk driving. Ripping off cars. Yeah, maybe drunk driving. Yeah, drunk driving. It's mostly, you're right. Weed charges. Dad and uncle have to go down to the store before it closes, and they're a little too swervy. Are people catching weed charges? Yeah, that's the South loves to get you on weed charges. Yeah, they yeah. make money on that. That's all it is. Uh, uh, this next one is from a TikTok. <laughs> what? Someone said they call it Salvador Dolly, but I was also thinking Salvia Dolly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, this next one is a TikToker. Um, Rob K all day. 
He it says uh, Spirit Airlines reportedly banned a TikTok user who altered his digital boarding pass, making it appear as if he had paid to board with a large carry-on bag without actually doing so. Yeah. TikTok user Rob K all day, who identifies himself only as Rob K on the video sharing platform, first uploaded a video of his so-called hack in September. In the clip, he can be seen manipulating what appears to be the carry-on bag section of his digital boarding pass to read one instead of the zero that was previously printed on his ticket spirit one of the worst to fly and don't it's fly. all about the add-ons yeah don't fly unless you're staying somewhere for one day you Un- shouldn't right unless it's unless you're going to start a new life and you have 88 dollars to your name and you're just getting a ticket out of town there's no reason to fly spirit <laughs> yeah yeah because you end up paying as much as you, you would do. on another we airline did. absolutely did yeah. Once we checked all our bags and all the merch flew with us, and and once we decided to to check in early to check in before the two hour window, and they were they just got us for three hundred dollars by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. So and, they deserve to be ripped off. And it's a hellacious flight on those things. Your seats basically tilted inward. <laughs> it's an office chair <laughs> bolted down to the ground. And yeah, you're tilted inward, and uh, they bother you with credit card ads every ninety minutes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, he got banned for did yeah, for just change he showed this people is, that you could change from one from zero to one. This is one of those things where um I am not too I wish I was better at Photoshop, but it's become such a prevalent thing and there's all kinds of internet experts that can look at a picture. People that do Photoshop can look at one and like, you know, you fucked with that. But still to the untrained eye, which is the majority of service work people, especially because they don't give a shit. They're yeah, not they don't paid care. enough to care. They're not going to do investigations. If you alter your fucking a boarding pass, the only the only problem I see is like there's going to be a digital signature to pack back that up, you know? If there's a goddamn QR code or anything that they can look up in their system, the system's got your ass beat. Yeah. Yeah. So this- once again, this is like a this is gimmicks. Here's the thing: you can get a gimmick, but you got to finesse the spirit person so that they don't check the computer. You just got to say, "Ah, actually, I got it right here on my device. Trust what is on my device. Don't go double check the computer." They don't post it on TikTok either. Post it on some site that's not. The guy had 180 thousand followers. You don't. I don't. I crime for cloud. I don't think is a good idea. No, I think crime no, no. should be for personal benefit if you got one hundred and thirty thousand followers you have to like do things the legit way and then like or do crime without posting it you don't you don't post it you right. know if you got 27 followers do all the fucking crime and post that you want who cares but just remember if you got 27 followers and you got a good scam that thing's gonna go fucking viral yeah they're gonna burn it out i mean <laughs> we're all looking for a good scam all the time i mean once again crime is similar to sales in that there is good numbers there's good numbers to call there's hot leads there's ways to get money and when a bunch a bunch of other salespeople find out about it like you're it's gonna dry up that shit that's just what happens yeah here's our last scam a former burger king employee accused of stealing about thirty thousand dollars from the chain and a year-long scheme has been charged court record show what 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 was our first one the first scam yeah pigeon forge from a a hotel yeah that person sold stole three thousand dollars 
And this man, this person managed to steal $30,000. And his scam is better than you might think from somebody that's working at a Burger King. This scam to me was like, this is some Wall Street level. Wall Street should hire this guy. Right. For sure. This is one of our brightest minds. Yes. This is, this is a businessman. This is a businessman that didn't find his place. The problem is being broke. I solved it. I solved it with 30,000 motherfucking dollars that I found. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Daniel Henry Andrews from Pelham, Al- Alabama, was arrested for theft, identity theft, and computer tampering for stealing from Burger King and Premier Kings, uh, was reported Tuesday. Andrews is accused of tampering with a computer program to increase his work hours in the system or creating fake Burger King employees to profit off of the company, the report shows. <laughs> Okay. That is fucking, that is, that's like, it reminds me of the mortgage crisis. Yeah. Like all that does is remind me of the robo signing of documents. Entrepreneur. Yeah. Entrepreneur. For real. He does. He, he belongs. This guy, if he was on Wall Street, wouldn't be facing it. He would be known as a fucking financial genius. I don't think this is a scam, but this is kind of a wholesome story. But when I had a paper route and there was um, there was incentives to get people to sign up and stuff, you'd have to go knock doors and try to get new customers. My dad told me, he was like, you can just cancel somebody else's subscription that pays cash all the time. And sign up a new house. And then you get credit for the new house. They pay cash every single month. You just log it as the other house is paying. The next time a competition is happening, you re-sign up that old house. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I mean, that's that's business. This is business. This sounds like business. This is straight business. And, you know, they're mad because they got hoodwinked. But they weren't paying close enough attention. You know? Yeah. The 35-year-old is accused of stealing a former employee's debit card, depositing falsely claimed company money on it, and then spending it. So he was... Yeah. Do you you understand what what we're saying here? Okay. I'm going to lay it out for you in case you don't get it. And for the listeners, I'm going to lay it out here, okay? I think what he did was he was the manager, and he created separate employees right and then he got an ex-employee's debit card and he didn't steal from that employee one of those paycheck cards i'm guessing when you don't have a bank account they won't even give you a goddamn paper check anymore they insist that you get this fake debit card thing right and he didn't steal from his fellow employee right he deposited the money on the fellow employee's card and then took probably took that money out that he deposited it. I'm fucking running up on groceries to, to like, let pl- them. Yeah. Yeah. And to keep them off his scent. Right. They're not going to get him if it's on a different person's car. Still throwing the other employee under the bus, but not stealing from them. Well, I mean, <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, once they find out there's a, and someone is not working there, I mean, you're the kind of the gig is up. Yeah. But you got that extra card with money coming in. I mean, that, that makes sense. Man, he was so close though. He was so This is a this is the case. this is how fucking broke people get fucked 
in in any other world that would be considered ingenious, you know, or <laughs> yeah. you would get like three months of probation and you would have stole like thirty million dollars. Yeah, you know, like if he had done this at Goldman Sachs, he would have been given like two months of house arrest and fucking he would have got to keep the three hundred and fifty million dollars he stole. <laughs> Yeah, really the way to run it then would be to like have your friends give you social, their social security numbers and you would just put them on as a temporary employee once a month because those places run through place so people so quickly. Yeah, they don't, don't do temps though at like a Burger King. I'm not saying temps, I'm saying you hire them and then you fire them. And then use them for a little, use their you shit. You take their money, yeah. You just so you would hire your friend. You hire your friend them. on paper, set them up with a debit card for their paycheck, tally their hours, and then split the money or whatever it is. You know, like I guess it, if you split the money, that's okay. I mean, I he was probably doing a ridiculous amount of work to get this money. I don't think he I was. Doubt like, it. It seems this seems too easy. You think so? You just think- picking up a former employee's card and starting running it like. But we've we've never heard of any scam like this on this scale ever right like i i don't uh, we have been following low level scams on this show since its inception and i do not feel like we've found a scam that has made this much money on this level in my opinion this seems like this to me seems ingenious i don't know 30 racks man is two or three employees over a year at 30, a Burger King? Yeah, 30,000, right? Yeah, but he made up employees, dude. Like I love he it. had no. the forethought or not the forethought. He was he looked at that fucking system and he was like, "How can I get more money?" I'm sure he was he fu- the manager, too. He, he fucked was- over everybody else though, too. Who? The manager. This How? guy. Because he was paying, he was on the books. He was like, Burger King can pay for another employee. Oh, yeah. Everybody else is going to do the work. They're paying for another employee and getting zero labor chipping in to the, to what it takes to get things done at Burger King. Yeah. Cause this guy had to be a manager to have that much access yeah, this to is the a, computer yeah. system. But, you know, I mean, I, when I, when, as soon as I had the keys and I, I just listened to, um, Man, the Lie, Cheat, and Steal podcast with Kath Barbadoro, one of our favorite people. But uh, her co-host on that, Pat, worked at a pawn shop for several years. And in the store, I just listened to their episode about pawn shop stuff. But there's something called ghost loans, which was very common, where when the boss wasn't around, you would just go write up a ticket. Because in the course of pawning, like you go and you take a DVD player and you go put it on a shelf and no one comes and picks it up, right? And then it just disappears. Like things fall behind, things just lose. So you like write these ghost loans. And this is the same thing. It feels like a ghost loan. And I did the same thing when I worked at as a as when I was a uh, 16, I worked at this toy store and they were like, "We'll make you shift supervisor. That way we don't have to deal with anything. You're going to get keys to the register." And what I would do is I would write down the names of my friends and, and uh, just uh, kids that went to my school. Like just people that bother me, people in my math class, I would just say that they returned a copy of Time Crisis for $60 and I would fill out the whole thing and I would go scan a copy of Time Crisis, take $60 out of the register and put it right in my pocket. (laughs) Oh, that is a fucking good move. But this is similar. It's like the, like when it comes to the, the books, 
there's nobody that's coming. To, like, it's very hard for them to find. I guess once you get 30K is when they come after you. But you do see the opportunity there where it's like no one would notice if a, an employee worked here and we paid them $700 a month and I just took that for myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Those places are always understaffed anyway. It, it like the whole thing, I it, it's very surprising that he got caught, but... He's probably another case of going to the well a million fucking times, you know? Somebody said the Bernie Madoff of fast food. He is. Jurassic Fard said He's a top level to me. He's a top level. I mean, that's... I mean, you got to gamify shit. I'm sorry. I I would be doing the same thing. If I didn't have this, I would have been on the news for hustling some sort of chain out of $100,000. I couldn't live myself otherwise. It's, It's there for the taking. Yeah. What are you going to do? Live correct? You're going to be just square in this fucking world? No way. No. No way. Not this world. Not where criminal. nobody's square. I'm a fucking you know. criminal always in this in this environment. I stole one from every job I ever goddamn had. Yeah. 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 I have two, but not enough to be a good thief, you know? Like, the stuff... <laughs> I probably stole... $30,000 worth of shit from the cable company, but nobody was paying attention. It was all worthless shit, you yeah. know? It was all like like reams of cable and shit like that, or whatever they call uh, rolls of cable and shit. I stole. Yeah. But that was all just to run cable in my house, which I was allowed to do. The The manager would let you do that. You had 30 grand of cable running through your house? No, 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 no. Just over time, I would run cable for people and shit like that. Plus, the people I hooked up illegally. <laughs> yeah, that can't, that adds up. Mm-hmm. Can't do that no more, man. Really? I don't think so. Maybe you can give people, but people don't generally just want internet a cable without internet uh, and without sense. a cable box in it. People usually want a DVR and all that junk. You know, if I gave you free cable, you'd only have the. Plug it into the back of the TV. Boring cable. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You don't want that. That's junk. Uh, I got these customer service scenarios that come complete with scripts. I'm going to unplug this so you can't see the scripts. I thought me and you would uh, would talk about... I thought me and you would maybe talk about some of these uh, uh, scenarios. So, yeah. Sorry. Someone else pointed out. We, we did. I did not think about this, but Bert's dad said uh, those fake employees are going to be very surprised when that W-2 shows up. (laughs) I wonder if they're totally fake people because who fucking really... He said former employee. Well, that was a debit card that he had put money. I'm not talking about that one, but the employees that he made up. I wonder if he made up employees or if he used people that he knew. Yeah, I mean... It's too good to be true. They're gonna get you. I hate to say it. I mean, oh, you just you're getting up to thirty grand was I the mean, mistake. You just got Christmas out of it. Yeah, should got three k and never do it again. Just go to breaking into cars or doing fucking drugs or guns. Anything besides doing that again. Because once you fuck with that, once you fuck with that corporate money, they will put you in jail. I know. That's the thing I'm thinking. It's like, what is wrong with these people that they can't fucking just? Well, what is wrong with these? a guy like this that he, he can't settle for five grand, yeah. you know, or what was wrong with the pigeon you forge guy King. that he couldn't settle for fucking three hotel stays. Right. You know, why did he have to do 10? It could have been one thrilling time. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been John McClane. I don't think he told his wife. 
The hotel guy. He really? I don't. No, because he ran out of the fucking place and told her not to talk to the marshals. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think he probably told her he was doing something else. He didn't tell her, like... Oh, no, honey. I'll, I'll go. I'll I'm going to go pretend man. to be a U.S. marshal. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking funny thing to do. That's the worst idea. You could have said veteran, dude. He could have just said he was a veteran. I'll bet the discount's better for oh yeah, active, active U.S. Yeah, Marshall. active duty is where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. I you don't want no ten percent. You don't want to just get ten percent. It's like I don't want to steal valor. The troops are our bravest citizens. I, yeah. I'm just gonna say that I'm a fucking cop. Yeah, <laughs> a cop that nobody sees. How often do you come in contact with the U.S. Marshals? That's what's good. I mean, that's it's good. I mean, I've, I've like you found a, a little thing there because people don't know how to ask act around that. They're like, "Oh shit, uh, are you, you going to arrest me?" Or like, "Do you work for the president?" Or do you work for the <laughs> governor? Like, it just puts you on your heels. <laughs> that is, that is, are you gonna? Do you work for the government? Shit, are do you I smell like weed? The president? Is this a private? thing is are you a bounty hunter what do you do right, right. uh am i in danger i thought it was a texas thing yeah is what i would that have said probably yeah texas right tommy lee jones yeah yeah oh my god what a what a fucking what a fucking wild one let's uh uh let's 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 answer some i got some go-to scripts for common customer service issues I thought maybe we'd look through some of these. Maybe we'll explain our way of dealing with it and then let them explain what we're supposed to have done. Yeah. Can I use a restroom? Yeah, go. I'm Sorry, can you vamp? I can do something. Yeah, I can I can talk for a few seconds. We're going to talk about these customer service things. I think, you know, we've been pretty strong so far. Why don't you go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash street fight radio. You can download, you can get all of the mini series we've ever done and you know, we've been doing mini series for a year. We got American Podcasts, a, a series about Kid Rock. We got Shocktober. We got Shocktober Two. We got Holy Boys, which uh, at the end of this week you'll get another episode of Holy Boys I did with Tom Sexton from the Trillbillies, where we talked about Pastor Carl Lentz and his uh, cheating ways. He he cheated. And uh, I don't want to give like a ton of details on here because the details are what makes the conversation with Tom very funny. But it is a uh, uh, an odd story, and he is an odd fella. Um, but yeah, check that out. Uh, you can also get those shows in the store. You can get Shocktober in the store. You can get Teen Fight, which was me, my daughter, and uh, Brett, and different women talking about being a teenager. It was a even exchange, two men, two women. We talked about being a teenager. It was a really good time. Um, Brett's on his way back in. So I did the plugging for this week, and then Brett doesn't have to do that at the end of the show, and we can just get out of here. All right. Uh, doing that. So I got some uh, uh, I got some customer service scenarios. Okay. Uh, number one. Number one here. You don't know the answer. You shouldn't beat yourself up for not knowing an answer. After all, a support rep's responsibility is to have the tenacity to make things right. That's a wild way to say it. Uh, uh, the mistake many support reps make, however, is in using the knee-jerk I-don't-know response, which doesn't help the customer. Customers may be sympathetic that... 
that you don't know, yeah. but they're not interested in hearing about. I've got to say, I agree. I mean, if you're at a job, you're doing customer service, you're on the phone. If you say, I don't know, you're going to piss somebody off immediately. And it's one of those things like saying, um, or, ah, uh, if you're a public speaker, do not say, I don't know. I agree with that. I'm a big, I don't know guy. Like, what do you want me to do? I, man. I, I I mean, you just got to go with, um, I can definitely research that for you. I think that's oh, the one I can shit. let me research that for you. You're a king. Cause the answer to this here is does the premium cat package come with X? Great question. Let me see if I can find that out for you right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one, but that's, you I don't want to go know. through hell, man. I mean, you're, you're dealing with somebody on the other line. Um, you have to kind of, you have to take control of them. Yeah. Like they're awful. They don't know what they want. They don't know how to get it done. You know, the, the, the tree, like, you know how to get them through the system. You know how to accomplish their thing. They're going to be blathering on about how they want things done. You know how it's going to happen, but you can't just say, I don't know. You got to guide them through yeah, the fact just, that you know everything that's going to happen. You got to force them into <laughs> making them think that uh, what you wanted to happen was their decision. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, I am the type of guy that like, I guess like if the person said, I don't know to me, uh, unless this is a subconscious anger. I don't think I would get mad because I would just be like, how are you supposed to know? I agree. It, you know? Yeah. you. No, I agree. No, I think <laughs> you're right. You have something there that, that does work. Um, even as a seasoned uh, salesperson or, or phone operator, what I would do is I would say, Oh, you know what? I, it's my first day. I don't know that one myself. Smooth. And you get so much credibility that all of a sudden they're like on your side. Yeah. And they want to make sure it goes well. Oh, they should have told you that in training. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now you have all, you have, now you have all the time in the world. You, they're on a 60 minute fucking ride with you, whatever you want to happen from all, all you listeners that do customer service, I have watched countless customer service videos and none of them have ever said pretend it's your first day. So that is a high level customer well, service hack. I mean, it, it works for a while. And, and I think it does, like uh, like you said, I mean, honesty more than anything, I, I think, is the way to go. Uh, the best the best phone service I ever did was when it was at without a script. Yeah. When I could just react honestly, like, wow, I, I mean, that sounds like a crazy situation. Like, I would just, just be able that to say. That sounds like a crazy, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that sounds nuts. Wow. <laughs> That's bonkers. <laughs> Who would? I, I, you know, I wish the management would tell us this kind of stuff to tell you the truth. I'll go ask somebody, but I know I'm not going to get an answer. I'm just going to transfer you somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's refreshing. You're just like looking through a phone tree of where you're going to push them <laughs> along to. <laughs> and you're like, bingo, bingo. That is something I've never seen before. My goodness gracious. Wow. You were in a real kerfuffle there. Sounds like a billing issue. That was my big tech support thing was like oh this sounds like a billing issue i mean i didn't get them away from me i think the fake empathy i think for me the fake empathy to their problem just became something that i enjoyed where like you could just be like you can't lean into it where it's like oh my goodness you've been ran ragged you know, like, I hate it. I don't like that when I get it though. I do. Like, I, I like it when they like acknowledge how I how pissed I am. I like when they acknowledge how I feel. Oh, really? I hate the language of, the human of like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, that's not, I'm not sorry. your fucking fault. You know? 
Or even no. I apologize. None of this is your fault. See, I never I said any of that. And that's that's the script. When people come in and they're like, I'm sorry that's happening to you. It's like, you were you were forced to say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to respond. I know they forced you to say that. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. You're, you're made to say to that. You're getting thing. paid to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Number two scenario is an item isn't available. Now, this is one that sometimes... Well, first of all, you shouldn't have to deal with that in 2020. We should all have, I mean, not available as in, if you go to the website, the website should say this item's not available. You know what I mean? Like for no, any, I get it, but I, any I, customer service, we're not talking about our customer service, which is allowed to be shitty. We're talking about Home Depot. I know. You but know, it's bullshit. But I you, mean, I would never expect that anything I buy online is guaranteed until I get it in my hands. Oh, I expect Home Depot it. is like you go and they're like, "Hey, I ordered this. Uh, I ordered the clearance twelve foot uh, Happy Halloween blow up," and they're like, "It says we got one in the system." Yeah, hold on. It says we got one in the system, and you just follow them around. And they're like, "Oh, is that Georgesville Road?" So, so like they they register one product in the columbus area as being available online see i never expect to get it i don't think that you get anything that you buy online anymore i wouldn't scream at the employee but if i was the employee my move here this is where my empathy comes in Oh, the website sucks. You know, whoever runs that thing should probably get fired. That's easy the too. Truth. I just, I they do that all the time. I know. Like when they're, I mean, when they would be yelling at me, I'd be like, they. It's I know, I know. This is I hate this too. It's manipulative as fuck. But going turncoat on the company <laughs> definitely, definitely will win you their business. It's fucking powerful. Like I mean, I hate this too. I hey, you know what? You think it's tough being you. I have to deal with it. <laughs> I am, I'm the one that has to deal with this imperfect system, and it just keeps me awake all night long. <laughs> I, I, I just can't rest. It says here that the 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 actual right answer for for this it's for an item not being available. It's like, what do you think? Everything's out of stock, man. I don't think nothing's in stock. I get canceled emails constantly. I always get emails. They're like, hey, that thing on Instagram, we tried to sell it to you. We don't have your size. Well, you're buying things on Instagram. I'm buying things on fucking everywhere. I have never had this happen. I've had it happen once. StockX had to got a fake shirt. Okay. The person sent the shirt to StockX. They were like, that's fake. And then they gave me my money back. Whole thing's over. But most of the it's time. It's a replica. It's not a fake. It's manufactured in the same way. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, but at the time I was pissed off about that. And I almost even thought about stopping using StockX because I was kind of like. Hey, I would have believed it. <laughs> yeah. What do oh, I know? Give me some plausible deniability here. Yeah. I mean, it's a service. I'm, I'm paying for a service here. I'm paying for you to tell me it's real, even if it's fake. Put a green fucking sticker on it, and then I'll just walk around town and think that it's yeah. real. For sure. But here's what they say. They say to use positive language, Bray. Yeah, you, you have to. You know to. this thing? Yeah. I can't. So without positive language, you would. this is their example. I can't get you that product until next month. It's back ordered and unavailable at this time. Oh, I, I, my back hair stood up <laughs> when Why? she said that. Just because it's just like, 
It's not fucking happening. It's just always, I didn't even hear what you said. It just sounded like it's not fucking happening. You're not going <laughs> to get what you want and you don't want to hear this. Yeah, that's true. It's th- Everything th- is just like, not what I want to hear. I guess if it was me, I would say, I would want to hear, it's not happening, dude. Like, it's just, you're not getting this product. It's not happening. That's when you go into like, so when does the money go back in my card? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where a what's problem name, comes in. What's your name? Jamie? Jamie S. Okay. I'm going to check back in three to 10 business days. If this money isn't back on my card, then here's what they say. You should say, which is probably like kind of a bullshit lie. Anyway, that product will actually be available next month. I can place the order for you right now and make sure that it's sent to you as soon as it reaches our warehouse. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's easy to that, do. Though. I mean, you don't that's, be that's doing the that. job. That's the job. You don't want to do that. You, you don't want to promise throw- shit. I mean, you just got to make it look like something's happening. True. You do just to do customer service. That's I guess. what people want to hear, too. Also, I mean, I have to say, like, if I, as a customer, so I don't want to call in and they're like, oh, man, this place is fucked up. It's like the distribution doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> you got your money tied up in us. Good fucking luck getting it back. Who knows what's happening? You're on for a wild ride. <laughs> no, I mean, you want them to be like, ah, you know, we fudged it up, but we actually knew we fudged up before it actually happened. That's why we sent you this preemptive email, you know? <laughs> That's what I always do. Like, we, we knew we knew you'd be disappointed. That's why we're sending you a thank you card. <laughs> but number three here is uh, you need to transfer the customer. Now, this is for people who have worked in a call center. Yeah. This is a crucial bad situation to be in you yes every call that comes in you want to transfer that's 100 that's the rule and that's just the way it is okay but you don't here's the problem with having to transfer people you have to tell them you're going to transfer them and that's they when they fucking flip out on them, yeah you know i wish i always wished when i worked at the tech support place that i could transfer without telling them like they'd be in the middle of their fucking sh- <laughs> um this is what's happening and i know i can't fix it and i'm just like boop. Right, right. somebody they're talking to somebody else man on those long queue days There'd be days when it was just like the queue was getting hammered. Yeah. And you'd have to transfer somebody and they would just be irate. And you absolutely understood why they've been on the phone for the entire Sunday afternoon and you're supposed to transfer them and then you biff it. Yeah. I've done that. Like I fat fingered on accident. Somebody's like, I've been waiting for 90 minutes to get this fucking problem solved. Can you send me to the right place? I'm like, I absolutely can solve your problem. I know how to do it. I'm 100% know what's happening. I have you ready to go. And then I hit star seven three on accident when I shouldn't have hit that. And now you're gone. Now you're back at the beginning. (laughs) Yeah, we had uh, uh, at the cable company, it would be real bad when you would get there and somebody had been waiting. Like when when we were slammed and somebody waited a week for an appointment and you show up there and you're like, I'm going to have to send this over to maintenance. They'll be here in three to five business days. And you would just be like, I would just be like, I would I would make sure I was already outside. Before I said right, so that, I away. wouldn't even go into the house. Right. You don't want to be on there and turf. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Standing out at the curb. They'll be here in three to five minutes. <laughs> it's like, no, no, yeah, I just got to go out. I got to uh, get a hex driver from the truck. Well, when and then I- when you're by the truck, you're like, I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, back when I was doing the phone tech support, this was pre the cable company. I said, oh, I just wish I was in the room with them. And I got at yeah. the job at the cable company. I was like, oh, I wish I was on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> I wish the best they could do is just slam the phone against the wall to make me hear how angry they are. <laughs> yeah. So what they say for this transfer is they don't want you to say, my apologies, but I'm going to have to transfer your call to the department xyz is what it says okay they they say this is the language you should use instead Uh okay let's get this problem resolved for you i'm going to transfer you to our specialist who's best suited person to answer your question no that's a lie no that's not what i want to hear nobody believes in a specialist nobody no one's a specialist there nobody's somebody that answered a fucking questionnaire and did a piss test yeah yes yeah you're absolutely right um, I also would lie to them. Um, that's when I, you would say, hi, I just talked to Taylor over in customer specialists and, uh, they're going to take care of it and we're going to transfer you. Oh, you would say a name so that yeah, they knew just, they were getting a person right away. I would go, I would try, boop. I would have, I just had people that I went on break with that were from different departments that I were friendly with that I just knew I could, I am them or whatever. And that didn't make it easier. Oh, I never did. I I mean, I was friends with people at the place, but you couldn't transfer to specific people when I worked there. You just transferred to the next phone bank. We and then a- you'd be looking at it. <laughs> you'd see tier one Q and then tier two Q. And you were about to transfer to tier two. And you were like, that, that shit would say 13 minute hold time. And you'd be like, oof. <laughs> right. <laughs> well... <laughs> See you later. You, I know you just waited 17 minutes to get on with me, but yeah. just hold on for another 13. Hold that rage. Hold that rage <laughs> deep in your chest. <laughs> Tighten up your, your core. Breathe, and then you'll unleash it on the next person. The funny thing about me was that like I wouldn't move to Tier 2 because I didn't want to be in the position where you got transferred to. You know? Yeah. I just like, I don't want to be the person they transfer to. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. People who do that job, people who do the like retention. Yeah. The person that says, may I speak to your manager? And then you talk to them, the manager type and that kind of thing. Cause that manager that they speak to is as low on the totem pole as possible is basically making the same amount as you. And it's just there to take abuse. And like, uh, I, I salute those people like the troops because that is a drain mentally. Like a shift manager. Yeah. That's got to be a tough job because nobody likes you. Your, your, your fellow workers don't really like you. They might, but you have to give all the bad news. You have to give like, you don't give any of the good news because they send the top boss there to give the good news. Right. So that shift manager position is a real, cause I know we talk shit about bosses, but that is a real, that's a no win situation. Yeah. The shift manager is just like supposed to be a regular employee that like kind of explains to the rest of the, the staff how they're going to deal with the new rules. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Or, or deal with like, yeah, how things are changing. Well, that is what I have this week. We 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 had a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. That was great. That was great. Um I uh you know, the scamming stuff 
It makes me want to get back in the game. Always send us scams. Anytime you see a scam happening, please always send them to us because we love them. They're like my top favorite thing to talk about. And the thing about scams, man, is that a lot of them come from desperation. But I feel like I could pull a one-off that like nobody would know. A heist, like just a low-level thirty thousand dollar heist. I mean, I'll take three, man. Like I'll take whatever it is. There's just a. yeah, the thirty. What the thirty? There's just like when, when you're not on the books for somebody else's, uh, f- you know, employment like that. Like it feels like if you do it one time, it's when you keep trying to go back is when you screw yourself. And that's when I got. I mean, I got fired from a job. Not. I'm not. I'm saying. I'm. This is something I've learned. I was selling g- gift cards at my old job, and eventually they were like, "You've sold three thousand dollars worth of fucking gift cards." You know, we know it. Like we have a fucking system. We're cal- We're we're tracking the employees that buy gift cards, and you're buying too many gift cards. You don't. You make too little money to buy the amount of gift cards that you bought. Oh man, I'm mean, making twenty thousand dollars a year and buying five thousand dollars in gift cards it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, were you making pretty good money on that one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, you got forty percent off on the gift cards. So, so five hundred dollar gift card you would buy for three hundred dollars, and it would sell on eBay for four hundred fifty dollars for the most part. You'd make a hundred to hundred fifty dollars every time. How many cards though? You were probably you're you're too much like me. You were probably making like a hundred and fifty dollars, three hundred dollars a week. Maybe. No, no, no. I mean towards I mean, no, it was once a month usually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You weren't I was making no money. You were just like trying to pay your too. phone bill. I was stealing clothes too. <laughs> yeah. You were just trying to pay your bills. To right. Like keep up with your bills that they weren't paying you enough to cover. Exactly. Is Pretty, all you yeah. were doing. That's not again. That kind of scam to me is like that's yeah. the most justified kind. It's we're talking the 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 one big heist scam. Yeah. That's the one that I'm fascinated with. <laughs> well, but but actually, now that you bring it up, though, a 35 year old motherfucking man that is the manager of Burger King has thirty thousand dollars in in oh shit that you would owe at this point. Yeah, like like I got to this I got this way by ripping off you know thirty thousand dollars worth of shit. Like you have credit cards, you have debt, you have whatever it takes to to make it to thirty five. Like you owe somebody. I mean, and he uh, a thirty five year old man that stole thirty thousand dollars from Burger King deserves probably deserves the thirty thousand oh, yeah. dollars. He's working at fucking Burger King, man. It's a shit job, you know? It's a tough, hard job at a place that is n- known to treat their employees like garbage. You know, like they don't buy your loyalty at all at Burger King. It's just it's it's like it's a widely mocked job. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's just like I don't know what kind of loyalty they're buying from you, really. Yeah, they're not buying just, any. In no, I mean, I in, in my world that like he he earned all of that. He actually did the the he did the labor to earn that money. I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like there, that's it's it's you know what it is? It's a fucking hamburger that comes out of a window in ninety seconds when you fucking pull up. It's unbelievable. It's it's just as valuable as anybody that can move spreadsheet numbers around to me. It's more valuable to me. Yeah, and he's a he's a he's. I guess he's probably a smart guy. You know, he's smarter than yes. He's smarter than hotel guy. 
For sure. Sure. He's smarter than Deputy U.S. Marshal Liar. Right. From Pigeon Forge. You know, he's smarter than the TikTok kid. By fucking Juan Jane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ass. Yeah. That was, I mean, that, that fucking, that hotel story might be one of my favorite ones we've done in a long time. I like it too. But, uh, uh, uh. This, this Burger King guy is just tops to me. I got I got a positive one for you. Okay. This is from... Uh, I checked the uh, emails, and this comes from Dustin. Uh, it says, Hey, Street Fight team. I'm a relatively new listener. have been enjoying your podcast at work. I'm living in Norway, so I don't have much of a chance to call in on the call-in shows. This is a... This is, I like this. There's one topic I wanted to bring up to you guys that I hope fo- that you find interesting. There's a very important word in the New, New England... I'm sorry, New England. Norwegian. There is a very important word in the Norwegian language. Dugnod. Pronounced yeah. Dugnod. Which is a form of volunteer communal labor. To me, this is a beautiful form of apolitical communism that strengthens the community that takes part. In urban areas, it is most common to have a dugnod where people that live in the same building will clean up in the spring, fix up the garden, etc. Right? Like when it snows, everybody goes and fucking gets rid of the snow. That's what I've been doing. Go do the leaves, whatever it may be. Go pick up the trash. Those who cannot easily do the work may help by making food for everyone. These events can also be more to help out someone in need, for example, like laying tiles, painting walls, or building a new barn. The reason I think this may be something you and the community finds interesting is as a reminder that while political change is very important for the working class, we cannot forget that there are other ways to strengthen the community. Go out and help others and ask for help. Uh, this will not only get things done, but at the end of it, the community will be stronger and tighter and more mobile to do what needs to be done. Anyway, hoping the best from Norway, Dustin. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, I yeah, like that idea. I I'm going to shuffle Janice's uh, sidewalks this year. Good idea. I got a good relation. Well, my wife and daughter have a good rapport with her. I don't have good rapport with anybody in the world except for you yeah. uh, and my wife. And uh, But you got a duplex and you got a good neighbor. Yeah, I you like share. Her. She share sings pl- out loud, real loud. You can hear. It's wonderful. Okay. You know? I like my neighbor as well. I get along with my neighbor very well. Both of them. Well, yeah, most of them, actually. Yeah. I talk to all of them. Yeah, heavy metal neighbor. I do have a heavy metal neighbor. So. The best you could ask for. That's like Janice, not a heavy metal neighbor, you know? Right. But, uh, you know, I, I I like that. I like that, uh, you know, it's uh, what she's retired I think so. Yeah, yeah. She's my wife and daughter have talked to her a lot. I I've never spoken a word. Retired to her. teacher is what yeah. I know. I've never spoken a word to her. I I have no idea. I walk with my head down in and out of the house. But you're right for like the Duke nod. Like the like my neighbor has this really big ride-on mower that he can use to like scoop up leaves and all do all this stuff. And I take a rake to it, which is like you know a good exercise and all of that. But for like snow blowers and some of these like some of this equipment it would be better to just communalize the thing you know you should do nod those leaves on your front porch you got like a fucking pile i feel like i'm walking through the woods <laughs> yeah they do not do not my leaves yeah do not those fucking leaves your name maybe i'll do not them so <laughs> yeah you're gonna bust your toe you can't see where you're walking yeah no it's okay i know where all the steps are and i wouldn't i would never rake Never, never for not a one time. 
I think it's for rubes. I think raking is for rubes. It because, chokes your grass. Right. And I think grass is for rubes, too. Like, like it's grass. two rubish things there. You know, I, there's lots of people that are anti-lawn, which I get. But um, I use mine. And it's like a public park in the front and back. And I have, a like, me and my kid and my wife play in the yard all the time. But so people I, who are anti-lawn are actually against... Like they're not anti lawn they like and theory. Wildflowers and clovers and no, shit. no, no. I don't yes, think they do. So. That's all they talk about. I th- maybe they want it to be like fucking bees. And when shit. I think of being anti lawn, I'm anti like get off my lawn. You know what I mean? And I know you're not that kind of guy. Like if somebody walked through your yard, you wouldn't be like, I could legally shoot you. Or something. And I'm also not spending any money on it. Yeah. I'm not fertilizing. Well, we'll just wait another year or two before you're fertilizing your lawn and saying like, I don't know why these people hate lawns. I want good grass. I do want that good grass. (sighs) We use it. I use my yard. I really do. Okay. I don't want fucking wildflowers. I want to be able to play soccer and shit. Okay. Hey, you know, you do have a big lawn. Uh, if you're willing to take care of it and you don't mind it, I just don't, I, I think that also the anti-lawn people are also big on like, you shouldn't be forced to have one. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if somebody was like, I'm going to do wildflowers and clovers in my yard, you should be allowed to do that. Yeah. I'm not against that. I know. But, uh, that's what I mean. I think, I think that like. I think it's okay to do what you do with your yard. Uh, you, especially you have a garden. It's, it, it's way the anti lawn movement. I find lawns because I'm a renter. I just right. see them as for rubes. I, I just am like, I, I don't want nothing to do with that work. I, like, I don't want to spend time with the outside of my house. I was thinking the other day about people who, like, power wash their house on the outside. And I'm like, why? I mean, it's there to protect. It's the same. I say this about washing the car. <laughs> my wife bought a pass to be able to wash the car as many times as she Ooh, wants. Moo-moo? Right. Yes. My wife bought the moo-moo pass. I got so hot under the collar about it because I was just like, the fucking car is built around you so that you don't get dirty. It's supposed to get dirty. The Duh. car is supposed to take the shrapnel. But for real, for real, when it comes to resale value, the paint is the only thing that matters. No one cares what the fucking inside of any goddamn car looks like. They never just reselling. Know that paint is what it's all about. I'm never reselling this car. Sure. Either. Okay. Th- then that that makes sense if you know that. But I'm just saying that like you do have to wash the fucking thing because that's the only thing that they'll pay- they're paying for. I'm gonna is give how that- it looks on the outside. I'm going to give that piece of shit to Gwen. And she's going to drive it till it breaks down and then has to buy her own car. That's great. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's better than what I got. I, that, uh, hey, that's what I said. I was talking to my mom and I, I feel like kind of like I was insulting in this conversation, right? Where I was like, hey, uh, uh, or she asked me what I got going for Christmas or what I was going to get her. She didn't know I got it already. And I said, I think it's the responsibility of a parent. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> but you're talking to one. That it, yes, <laughs> that if you send your kid out into the world, they should have a car and a computer, and like that's the minimum amount that they should have. These ain't ain't Jim. Yeah, so I got her a computer, and then next year I want to get her a car or give her my car, and then. Since you're a car, 
I mean, that thing, I was off about when it was paid off. It's not going to be paid off till next year. I could pay for a whole nother year. Maybe five years. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll just keep taking money. You're just going to keep sending money. Yeah, I just keep sending They'll never money. tell you to stop. I, I mean, know. They're not going to say they won't take well, the money. Well, I see the balance every month, and I'm like, how is it still this high? <laughs> yeah. What am I paying for this thing? You know what's hilarious is um, I fucked up my taxes real bad. This year, I had to mail them in, and I just mailed in the payment invoice with the check Without the taxes. Like, none of the paperwork was sent in. Oh, okay. But they still cashed the fucking check. They just took the money. And I was like, well, you don't know what it's for, though. Yeah, they do. Because I mailed... I just sent them money online. <laughs> but mine is, but mine was not accepted digitally. Like, they have to... Like, I was supposed to paper file. Oh. I, I fucked yeah. mine up. I just sent them some way. cash. I just sent... I recently just sent them some money. It was like, I hope that's enough for now. So, <laughs> I fucked up... Later. The, I fucked up the electronic pin to the point where I had to file by mail with oh, paper. Dude. And I just sent them the check with a slip of paper. <laughs> and they still cashed it, but I don't, but they don't, I don't know what they're going to apply that. I mean, just put it on my record, I guess. Yeah. I was going to look. So, oh yeah. I was going to look up what I owe left on that shitty car. Uh, 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 Brian, why can't you find your apps? I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what I owe on the car and then we'll get out. No, of I here. don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. It's going to bum me out. You got to hear it. $5,787. Mother fudger. <laughs> You're still paying back the street fight for the fucking loan at work. <laughs> you want to know what I did? And I don't know when it's going to end. Yeah, they'll never let you. They'll never let it end. You know what I did? Which I forgot. Um, but going into the Christmas season, and this is, I don't know if I'm, I, maybe I'm flexing too much. But I pay $20 extra a month on my car bill. And so in December, I don't have to pay anything. Oh, my God. Yeah, all year long, I've been putting $25 a month extra. And it's down, down to almost nothing. I just got the newest one. I just remembered because I was on an autopilot. And then this, then I was like, I was trying to figure out how the fuck to where I'm like, oh, God, we have to do Christmas. We're going to have all of the same bills, but now we have to do Christmas. And then I remembered that I don't have to pay the car payment. It's tight. That's smart. Yeah, that, that is that, Susie Orman type. <laughs> Shit. It was very Susie Orman. Well, that's the show. Thanks for listening to Street Fight Radio. Uh, we will be back on Sunday night. We're taking calls. We want to hear your best sick voice. This Sunday is the sick voice competition. We're handing out uh, caviar and Street Fight t-shirts. So if you think you're good at calling in sick, we want to hear from you this Sunday on Street Fight Radio. Next Wednesday night, uh, we're not going to be live, but we are going to have a live event like you've never seen before. Brian and I watched the motivational film, Who Moved My Cheese, based on the very popular manager book, Who Moved My Cheese. And that is going to be debuting next Wednesday night at 9 p.m. You're going to want to see it. Uh, I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. We talk about it still. And we did it like a month ago. So get ready for that coming up Wednesday night. Uh, on your Street Fight Live podcast, all that stuff. And uh, thank you to everybody that, that continues to support what we do and uh, hope to spread this mess across the U.S. and make the 
community bigger and better than ever so that we can overtake uh, all ruling parties and create a, a truly horizontally organized uh, working party of people that just want to get by and make sure that things are good for the future. Uh, if you want to support the project and what Brian and I do, head to patreon.com slash radio. You can get all the bonus stuff that Brian talked about, including Shocktober Volume 2. We will see you on Sunday. Peace. Shut up.